0: Hey there, Trekoff fans. We are back. We took a little break as my wife had a baby, but we are back with our episode All About Q. I wanted to ask if you're listening to this, just downloading it automatically or going episode by episode, please subscribe to us. Right now, you can pop over if you're listening to your iPhone or on your computer. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to us there so you can get us automatically if that's how you get your podcast. Or you can do whatever you need to do to subscribe to us. So you get us every week. On iTunes, you can search EPN and all the Endlight podcasts will pop up, and that's how you can find us that way. Endlight podcast.com here we are with trek off a new one all about q it's time for trek off insert funny line here welcome to trek off my name is justin
1: and my name is alexia
0: and this episode we sing the whole time
1: (laughs) no we really don't
0: but we still are Singy singy
1: song sing. Um. (laughs) I would like to submit. What the fuck was that? Singy singy poo song singy poo. -poo. Singy singy song thing. (laughs) Best song ever.
0: I am an award-winning lyricist. I wanted to share that with you. (laughs) And it was for those
1: lyrics, in uh, fact. (laughs) Singy singy poo sing sing sing.
0: (laughs) Sounds like a panda bear.
1: A deranged panda bear <laughs> my name is sing sing i get you now hello panda bears everywhere and yeah. now i know you. there aren't a lot of panda like there are panda bears everywhere <laughs>
0: like like there's tomorrow there's a big
1: panda bear coalition as like, a matter of fact
0: like like tomorrow it's all over the news that like panda bears from zoos all over the ca- all over the world have like disappeared and like we don't know where they, you know are, where and they then, are and then, then they'll the show n- up at your place the to the next, kill you the next day i'm found dead
1: <laughs> the next day you're found eviscerated wow
0: <laughs> and i'm like again <laughs> And that's like Star Trek.
1: <laughs> that's like Star Trek. That's out, trek ladies and gentlemen. Because, you know, um, there are
0: numerous episodes
1: where a Joker gets eviscerated
0: by Panda Bears.
1: By Panda Bears. It's, Didn't you see that one? Yeah, it's
0: like all of the second season of Enterprise. There <laughs> um. was a crazy, there
1: were like a whole race of Panda Bears. They were called the Zindi. <laughs> what? Um and like they were actually a lot um like beast in that they were like super intelligent, oh, but yeah. when you insult them, they go crazy and they kill your idea. ass and they eviscerate you using kung fu,
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm awesome, my old enemy stares <laughs> and then they go
1: skadoosh <laughs> <laughs> that's actually uh what was the name of the race again
0: skill <laughs> what uh, <ska-what? laughs> I just wanna skill what. I just, I didn't hear the second half of that. Sk. I'm
1: not doing
0: it. Not doing what?
1: I'm not going to do gonna it. Not going to do what? N- you know what? I'm not going to do
0: it. I don't know. Sorry, let me pour my vinaigrette.
1: Oh, you're oh, so disgusting.
0: That's awful. And there, people are unsubscribing again. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> they're no, jumping actively. off right now. Right
1: and now. as a matter of fact, once they stop listening, they can hear you <laughs> admonishing oh. them for leaving.
0: <laughs> Why is he still here? <laughs> I'm in your bedroom. <laughs>
1: that's right justin stalks I'm right everyone
0: <laughs> i'm everywhere at once i'm omnipresent
1: actually i think there's a message i still I have saved on my point. phone that you left me about stalking me really <laughs> yes it was really funny and i went to delete it <laughs> mr i was like what you're gonna delete that <laughs>
0: that's evidence one day to be submitted for the lawsuit
1: Or <laughs> like that was really oh, funny boy. you gotta keep that shit
0: goodness gracious goodness gracious me um so we, we're going to hit today's topic a little later uh, As we're going to be talking about Q today My favorite letter before R and after P But first um, we're going to talk
1: about Thor's day
0: Oh yeah, so we, you saw Thor I assume that means Uh huh How was Thor?
1: The shit was awesome dude Was it? I loved it What's it about? Really? It's about fucking Thor
0: Thor Guy with hammer beats up Frost Giants With thing. said hammer
1: Honestly, I didn't like I know some comic book stuff Like there are certain things that I follow like like X-Men, but I didn't I've never really followed nor known much about Thor.
0: Like he was he was the Norse god of thunder had a hammer. Yeah. And that's about it.
1: Well, like, yeah, that was about all I knew. And I I always felt like it kind of didn't make sense, like because he was kind of magic-y and like everything else was uh, science-y. Do you know what I mean?
0: No, that's untrue that's not true. Please
1: tell me how it's not. Okay. I'm telling so, you how I felt. All right, so you're so, right. It was completely untrue that okay, I felt no, 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 like no, no, it no. was magicy. Well, it is ma- magic. Well, it, but no. instead of sciencey.
0: Wow. Or <laughs> right, you just go.
1: 5 minutes go.
0: <laughs> how do I turn you down? <laughs> um uh, no, okay. So um uh Danny Moonstar, Mirage from the new Mutants uh, that then became X-force, but I don't think she was on X-force by the time they came X-force. Um, but Mirage from the new Mutants uh, had her mutant power was that she could uh, like put mirages up like illusions wherever she wanted, but um, of your greatest fear or your greatest wish. But the, she then got power from Valhalla um, when when the X-Men went and visited Valhalla and that was so she actually um had a relationship with Loki and 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 so yeah they they actually did play okay, well, into Oh, I mean, let me be clear X-Men X-Men that my my my
1: X-Men, uh, you know, <laughs> knowledge is, she, wasn't is ne- not nearly as extensive as yours.
0: You know, I would say if you wanted a uh a, a nice little self-contained series, a 100 issues, The New Mutants is awesome. It is truly what the X-Men the feel of the X-Men from the movies is I feel much more new mutancy because it's about the is that, okay, so you have the school, right? Mm. And the X-Men are at the school, but the idea is there are other students at the school too. And they are, th- these are the ones you don't see. So they are not, they're not supposed to be superheroes. Sort of like it, You would say the new mutants is much like the Harry Potter films. Like the X-Men would be the, the X-Men would be the continuing adventures of the order of the Phoenix and Dumbledore against the Ministry of Magic and the evil of the Dementor. And what what you follow when you watch the Harry Potter movies are the kids and mm-hmm. and their dramas and their personal dramas. They're not supposed to do magic. They're not supposed to get involved. And yet, as a f- facet of it being an action adventure book, and as as the New Mutants were, they always do. Mm. And they're always involved. They're always pulled in in their story. So it's it's you know you have um like. Kitty pride going around constantly calling them the X babies and <laughs> and like like them just not getting the respect they feel they deserve and yet they occasionally save the world too um and it's really interesting because there's a lot more of that sort of how do you mix being a mutant and also trying to have a real life thing which the x-men abandoned long long ago so I think that, but the that's
1: the X Men I'm aware of, or like, so like w- the X Men that I was familiar with. There was there was no magic going on.
2: Well, you know? that's there not was, true either.
1: Well, <sighs> fine,
0: I'm sorry. My point is that Thor. The,
1: I didn't know a lot about Thor.
0: Or it's it, I believe you more when you yell it. In, in fact, when you like yell it, I'm like, oh, she's right. Uh, when she was talking at a more at a slightly a more reasonable volume, volume. That, I had no idea. Uh, I didn't know what she meant, but, actually, but now it is clear. Yes, now I fully understand. Um,
1: so I enjoyed that film because no, I, it, it, what was cool about it for me, like, because I had somebody actually ask me after they like, you know, you liked it, but you know, did you just like it because it was like eye candy and it was cool to look at? I was like, yeah, I mean, it was cool to look at, but. What I enjoyed about it was was learning about the story and the mythos and and who Thor is, because I'd seen the previews and I knew a little bit about it. Like I knew Thor was, you know, punished at some point in time or something like that. I never knew why. And in the previews, it's just like, what is he just a dick? Like, is he an ass? Like pops is clearly not pleased with him. Is he just a douche?
0: It kind of is, actually um, at first. Well
1: no, but he's not. That's what I'm saying. Well, like, what at was first interesting he about is. It, but at first he's he's not, he's just brash. Yeah. He's not like a dick. He just doesn't get it. You know what I mean? He means well. He thinks he's doing good for his kingdom. He thinks he's doing but well he's, by everyone. But he's
0: arrogant and but he's, he's overconfident.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't get that that's not always how you do some shit. Like the solution yeah. to the problem is not always run in with big hammer and hit shit. You know what I mean? Like he's just he just doesn't get it. Yeah. And, and Pops isn't like mad at him in the sense of like, I'm going to punish you forever. He's like trying to teach him a lesson. What you, you learned,
0: it well, let's not spoil it because, you know, it's it's interesting that you just saw it yesterday, given that it came out six weeks ago. Um, as you know that it is right now, mid-June, <laughs> and Thor has been out for a <laughs> very long time and that you just got to it. How'd you find a theater that's still <laughs> playing it? It's not like we're really recording this on May 9th. It's That's not um, really happening. Um, uh everybody knows that anyway. yeah, I think, I think that what's I think that what's interesting and and the reason I think that Joss Whedon was the right guy to write and direct The Avengers is that Thor doesn't belong with Iron Man, who really doesn't belong with the Hulk, who really doesn't belong with Captain America from the 40s. And so the reason that I like Joss as the writer for The Avengers is that he does that so well because you don't you should not have stodgy guy from england next to like in buffy stodgy guy from england next to a god who is now you know like anya who is now not a god anymore and then a, a geeky girl who now can destroy the world with her power and a sle- like he takes mm-hmm. people that should not he's, he easily writes people who should not be able to ever interact it shouldn't happen and then he makes that happen and he does it sort of by making it mundane and and I'm really com- I'm, yeah
1: I'm very interested to see how he's gonna like I gonna do that
0: I feel like the movie does a pretty good job at, at setting up Thor in Iron Man's world there's a lot of military there's a lot of you know yeah. they do that a lot um, but I also feel like Joss will be able to drive it home so I like Let's Thor see. too I, well I really, and I
1: wonder about this because <clears throat> okay so of course there's the obligatory video game tie-in although although you know?
0: although the the I will say that the 3d in the first 10 minutes of Thor was terrible. There was ghosting. There was total ghosting. Like when they first like put up like the Marvel logo, it didn't look 3D. I just sort of saw a ghost logo like an inch to the right. And for the first 10 minutes of the film, that's what I saw. And Kelly saw it too.
1: I didn't see that. Maybe, yeah. there, maybe there was something wrong at the theater you were at. Was it
0: was at the IMAX. It was. I didn't see it shouldn't IMAX. have had that problem. Um, but then it, it sort of self-corrected. And it, there wasn't a problem. In the trailer. What I'm
1: saying, like maybe it didn't self-correct. Maybe they like fixed some shit upstairs. Could be. Like maybe something went out of alignment. That's possible.
0: Saying. Um. So. Uh, so. Oh, were you? Were you gracefully segueing to? Videos? I was
1: that trying. Was, that was but, incredibly graceful. You just graceful. Were like, no, bitch, not gonna happen. No,
0: I just I had one more thing to say about Thor. Do whatever. What if I called you a bitch? It would be not <laughs> acceptable. I called you a bitch. You'd be like, what? And what? Leave. And, You're right. and and and. But you can call me bitch all. The
1: all day long. All day long and, and I'll on just Sunday. take it. I'll just
0: take it. <laughs> I'll just take it like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Does he look like a bitch? What? Does he look like a bitch? No. the then why you, are you try to, to fuck him, him like, like a bitch? <laughs> Sorry, Nick Fury. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, video game tie-ins. Yeah. So there are Thor video game tie-ins, but they're- um,
1: And we were talking about this actually- um, on the way over there we were thankful because there didn't seem to be a video game tie-in with the new Star Trek movie. There was.
0: Oh, there, there was. It's awful. It's awful. Really? It's awful. It's, it's, it's essentially like an overhead. It's almost like playing asteroids. It's really like the, you the enterprise under you and, and the screen scrolls by and you kind of shoot stuff. What? It's awful. What was it called? I played on the iPhone and uh, it's like, i I forget i it's called I played it twice and I stopped um <laughs> uh, the on the iphone it, i i I played it i think i I think I also downloaded it like sometimes the iPhone version of the games aren't as good as the real version, so I think I, d- I downloaded the demo on uh on Xbox and it was sort of the same thing that it was just it was shit, it was really bad.
1: how did they produce that?
0: I don't know like, I don't know now now, I will say that you can sort of count Star Trek online as being. Um, a tie-in. because Really? Well, it takes place in the Prime Universe, which doesn't exist anymore because it was destroyed. Um, it was not <laughs> destroyed. Anyway, it takes place in the Prime Universe, and when this happened in the movie, um, they retconned the game to say that Romulus had been destroyed. So there is no Romulus. Really? Romulus is gone.
1: Oh, okay, because you're saying the game takes place. The
0: game takes place like 40 years or something after... The end of Nemesis, which would happen after the uh, the future events Events in the new movie. So in this game, there is no Romulus. There's the outskirts of the Romulan Empire, but there is no Romulus. Oh wow! Okay. Um. So that actually affected the events. So can you play a Romulan? Um. No, that's not a. That's not a a A choice. You can. You can be. Um. I think like human, Bajoran, Klingon, but I don't think you can be a Romulan. Hmm. Um. But I made my character look as Romulan as possible.
1: Can you play? Can you, can you play? So you can't play a Vulcan.
0: You can play a Vulcan. Okay. So what I did is they also have options for like scars and stuff. So I added two scars on the forehead, <laughs> going down and going down into a V. That's funny. And so I was I was saying that my character was the was the like grandson of the Romulan character I used to play, and that he was part Vulcan and part human as well. And so he's just a big old mutt. But but he still has he still has the Romulan look to him so he was like something like Retab, which was the last name of my sorry Mr. A I'm kicking Mr. A on the like um, of my Romulan character um, so yeah that was Star Trek in lines. okay it's alright it, I stopped playing after about two weeks
1: really I see I have yet to play a, a Star Trek game that like really captures what I do love you have, about Star do you Trek play,
0: you have Playstation 3 does Playstation 3 play Playstation 2 games uh yeah, I'll o- loan you one. It's turn. It's a turn-based tr- strategy game called Star Trek Star Trek Armada for uh, PlayStation Two, and it's there's no graphics to it. The it's it's like just playing a strategy game. It's just like you.
1: But see, that's what I'm talking. Like that's that doesn't occur to me as being the Star Trek experience. It's like, not what that, I want. But out it's of a, Star a good Trek game. But
0: it's a good game. At the very least, it's a good. Okay. It's like that game obsessed me. Like that yeah. game. Like like when I finished Ninjas vs Zombies. My break was for a month. I played that game.
1: What I would like to see is a Star Trek game that, like, actually captures... Like, have you played Mass Effect? No? No. Mass Effect is a great game. And there's, like, a lot of politics, but battles and fights and, like, it is, you know, a whole universe, and they really, you know, flesh things out. And I feel like a Mass Effect kind of... Star Trek version like where you get to play Kirk or something really cool like that. See this game but is, like where you actually have drama and you sculpt events and you
0: This game is more like Risk. This game is more like and you can do when you get to the space battles you can do them in real time so you can switch command to ships and you can fight ship to ship. I stopped doing that so that when it came time for the space battles like I just did them turn-based like Risk. Um mm. but it became you you have like, you are the Federation, and then you have the Romulans, the Klingons, the Breen, um, the Borg, the Dominion, uh, and they're all out there, and your goal is to conquer the galaxy.
1: See, I'd like to see, you know, once you have, you know, you're... It's almost a, you're, like Lords of the Realm 2. Like, don't know when if you you're on the that. ship, no, I didn't play that. Like, when you're on the ship, I'd like to see you get to be the captain and just, like, make the plays, make the calls. Well, like you're not firing the phasers. You're telling them to fire phasers. You're telling them where to fire the phasers. You're, you know what I mean? Like, well, there's there's
0: a game like that, that where you're you're a fleet commander. Where there's it's um my favorite one of them is uh is Star Trek Deep Space Nine Dominion Wars mm-hmm. um where it is also a uh it's a strategy game and you're given different commands like like DS Nine has been captured, go recapture DS Nine, and you pick your fleet and you build your fleet and it's a it's an old PC game and you build your fleet and you you yeah, but
1: you're talking about that's like real time strategy, right? No, like you're building a fleet. No, th- this is or
0: this is more like uh, there's some resource management involved, but not much. It's mostly just like you've got a you you you. It's almost like a like Dungeons and Dragons. Like you bring six ships with you, each of them have different capabilities. You choose which ships you want to bring, what capabilities they have, and then you do an onslaught on the base. And if it doesn't work, then you have to go back and do it again. And you, you like hmm. change your strategy. It's really interesting because it does. It doesn't give you the Star Trek experience, but it certainly does give you the experience of being a fleet commander in DS, as opposed to like being a sh- one ship that you're flying around shooting. It's like being a fleet commander on on during the Dominion War in DS Nine. So it's it's that that was a fun experience. There's also one. There's a Voyager game called uh, Elite Force, mm-hmm. where you it's a first person shooter, uh, where you you go. Um, where essentially you go around and uh, like the Voyager gets taken over and you go around and you you basically go on missions as the elite force. And that was lots of fun.
1: See, I feel like I, that the right way to go to, I would, to fully get a, a Star Trek experience kind of game is for it to be part role playing, part action. Like it has to be an action RPG. I think that's the right. Well, way that's to go that's with what it.
0: they tried with Star Trek Online, and it was you know the problem was that the role playing was like explore this planet, and that's not fun. Nobody wants to walk around exploring, because
1: I disagree. I love walking around exploring. I love walking around and talking to jokers and
0: like yeah. You see, that's I I find that really dull, mm-hmm. and I think that that's something that never happens on Star Trek.
1: Well, no, it doesn't. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that so always happens
0: off camera on Star right, Trek. Right, but
1: think about it. Like if 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 it was like you get your mission right. Like, Kirk was always getting missions. It wasn't like, you know, it was, oh, hey, let's go check that planet out, right? It was like, we're going to this planet to do this thing, and then something would come up, and, like, you could either go check it out or not check it out, and if you go check it out, like, you have certain options when you go check it out, like, you go see the leader, or you go, you know what I mean? Like, you could actually go about being Kirk. I think the That pro- would be cool I, as shit. I
0: think the problem with a Star Trek game, and the reason I think it will never truly give you the Star Trek experience is that Star Trek is always about two things it's about what's going on space battle spaceship wise mm-hmm. and then what's going on from a from the character perspective and it's also an it's an ensemble show so you never get the like you can be the captain that can be what you are but then everyone else a supporting character and and as the captain you wouldn't really go on the away missions and you would, I mean it just sort of
1: oh but you could totally do it like okay so that's what I'm talking that's why it would be Kirk because Kirk did that shit all the time like I know you're not supposed to yeah but he did it every fucking time and he would and he could choose like he could take bones and he could take Spock with him and a red shirt you know to sacrifice and yeah, like I see that. you know what I'm saying like it would be really freaking cool there are ones
0: that I haven't played like Star Trek Legacy which is interesting because they got all the actors all of them like from Kirk through archer and everybody to come back and do voices i haven't played that on the game, game. What, legacy it, it, yeah i think that's what it's called it didn't do well either i don't think it did well i,
1: um, I haven't i don't i can't recall the time that i've read a, a like a review on a star trek game where it was just like super glowing i think the, i've read one once reviews, that was not bad it was the reviews like i've good. read is, uh,
0: elite force like, elite force was at least good enough to garner a sequel and elite force is pretty cool um and if i i think i have that for ps2 too maybe i'll loan it to you go but because like, I don't use my PS2 anymore. But, but, but Elite Force is good. Uh, Dominion Wars is good. Um, Armada is good. Uh, Star Trek Online is terrible. The uh, Not terrible, it's okay. The Star Trek movie game is terrible. The old next-gen game. I had the next-gen game for Super Nintendo. It's just terrible. And I think the problem is, is that that's not... Star Trek is... You know, The thing is, when you, when you watch movies that would normally have game adaptations... You want to do the game, game adaptations because you want to be in the middle of the action.
1: You want to be like yeah. experience, like interactively experiencing the movie. Star
0: Trek was never for me something that I fantasized being in. Really, totally, I, totally for me. I I related to the characters, got very involved in their story, but I never like when I walked out of a of a Star Wars movie, I'd be playing lightsabers. But I never played Phasers coming out of a, of a Star Trek movie. Star Trek movie is about following the drama.
1: Yeah, I never fe- I never did that either. But I definitely wanted to be a part of the drama. And I think that that is something that is super doable in a video game. Like I, th- I felt that way in Heavy Rain uh, for the PS3. And, well, I think and I felt that way in all of the Uncharted games. Well, I think
0: that maybe the way they could do it that they never have is to have a, a game with a clear beginning, middle and end that, you know, where it's not the thing is is eventually you've got to do ship command and or fleet command and that's what i liked about the at least the voyager elite force yes it's a first person shooter and that's mostly what it is but being a first person shooter you do get to explore the starship voyager Mm -hmm. and meet all the crew and and go to all the different places And at the very least you get to on your own time walk around the ship that's pretty cool and Dominion Wars is a totally different experience. You see, I don't think you can sum up the Star Trek experience in one game, which is why I think.
1: But I think you can with it if you do a little bit of everything, but you do it well. Well, enough that was the problem with Star Trek Online: you, is that
0: it did it did everything.
1: I guess what I'm saying, like by everything, like the gameplay. I guess I I just having played Mass Effect and seeing that there there's a way to do you know drama and action, and, having played, it needs and to be- having played and having played. Uncharted the Uncharted series is like it's literally like playing a movie and yeah, it's the, the only game I can is, say is that is that like it's, that.
0: it's a ship but you're on a ship so but eventually you're you, ha- on the ship. you have to take the action outside the ship and eventually usually with other ships involved in which case you're supporting characters Why with
1: other ships involved like I, can't, that's I don't the recall case. on the original series many times when they're encountering another ship or they're with another ship but doing that'll something.
0: but that that will be sort of the demand of the players the players will go well, i want to do fleet. you know they're they'll be trying eager to please i want to do fleet or But that's wanna... what i'm saying
1: i don't think they should if they're gonna like i would like to see a game that would just kind of represent like giving me the ability to sort of play the original series instead of just watching it which is the like like they're they're coming out with an Uncharted movie, I, as as far as I know, and I know there's like a lot of people who are like I don't want to I don't want them to have Mark I think it's going to be Mark Wahlberg and he's fine don't get me wrong but everybody is sort of consensus that it should be Nathan Fillion yeah and I love Nathan Fillion I do and I would totally be behind that but you know who he actually looks like is David Boreanaz like if you look at the cover of Uncharted it looks uh-huh. like a digitized version of David Boreanaz and he would be right. fabulous but like. That game like has a lot of shooting elements, but it also has puzzle and like problem solving stuff. And and it has, you know, the way the cut scenes are done, you know, the actors actually like act out while they're doing the voices and do motion capture all at the same time. So it's like filming, you know what I mean? Like it's it's almost just like that and it replicates it and it sort of puts you inside of it. And I think if they did something similar in a Star Trek setting, you know, you, they could have a story. Where the ship goes and it does something on this planet, you know what I mean. And then, as a, you know, a result of that planet how it results that? In, in in some kind of a space battle, so that you have the feel of your ship versus another ship. But you when have you that have experience. that,
0: how do you do that? Do You just steer the ship, and no,
1: I that, see. That's why that would be wrong because that's not the right. That's not the right feel. Like I would still want it to be the role playing element of being Kirk on the ship and telling the crew what you want done, like you know, yeah, fire eventually- phasers at their port Nacelle or.
0: You know But eventually you gotta be outside of the ship too to see what's going on. So that would almost have to be turn based. I mean that would almost have to be you'd cut to the outside of the ship and then you go unless you could toggle between. Or well, like something. how does I he mean, get
1: his information? Like he's you know he yeah, c- and but, he can get input like from Spock and things like yeah, that. Yeah, but like, for it,
0: but for it to be exciting, you as the viewer of the show are given the shots of the outside of the ship as the battle is going on. Okay, yeah.
1: Oh, that's a good way to do it. Cinematically, like sort of interspersed.
0: Like if you could toggle it, like if you could go back and forth and go, you know, maybe I think that ultimately the the problem with Star Trek that makes it not play well as a game is that it is an ensemble drama that is character based about a bunch of characters that you get to know over an extended period of time and I think that the expectation would be that it would be an action game and I think that you're never going to get a Star Trek game that isn't an action game there are always people never know know what to do with Star Trek I think
1: that's really the problem, because like, I think there's there's a lot of character, but which I is why I think RPG is kind of the way to go. Because it could be,
0: yeah, I I see what you mean. I mean, I do see what you mean that it could be, but I think it would be. I think that Star Trek ultimately is is hiding within science fiction confines. But I think I don't think you could really do an X Files game. Really well. I don't think you do a CSI game really well or a Lost game really well. It's because ultimately it's a game. Well, I think they tried. They did try. They tried with all of them. They tried with all of them. But the thing is, is that it's a it's a human drama, and that's it's it's not an exciting human drama. It's it's you know it can be a love story. It can be it's the other stuff is all. That's why I feel like DS Nine always lent itself to games maybe a little better because it is more of a it's a war story. It's a you know. It's, it's yeah,
1: but uh, you didn't play Heavy Rain, so you don't know. But there are def- there there are elements in that. Like there's whole sequences, and I know a lot of people that played it were like, "Oh, that was so lame." There was like whole sequences where you know you come home and you're you know the father of this little boy, and you like just tell him to do his homework and you have to stick to his schedule and like you can screw up and like.
0: See, but they can't they, they can't spend a lot of money on Star Trek games because only the hardest core Star Trek fans are going to play the Star Trek games.
1: You think? I mean, if it was a really good game, like no,
0: I, I absolutely think I, it doesn't matter. It's Star Trek. It, it's it's you go back to the and Star
1: Trek people don't like video games. This nice to me.
0: Nah, well, the problem is is that this the average age of the of the hardcore Star Trek fan base is forty and up now,
1: and they don't play video games.
0: Not as much as let's say twenties. No, they just don't have time. Like they that's in terms of gamers, they got kids. They got they got. Jobs and kids and not time to do like I I at one point considered myself a gamer, but I have not been a, a real gamer since Super Nintendo.
1: Wow.
0: You know, because I got, you know, because I got when I got married, PlayStation one was out. You know, it's, <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, and that's and I'm not very old. I mean, I'm, I'm 35. No, the but, technology moves pretty fast. Yeah. You know, and I've got two Xboxes but i use them you know the games i play in that are you know zuma or fuck you Beat the zuma fuck you by the way <laughs> fuck you by the way for what
1: fu- no it's a great game no 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 not
0: zuma i love <laughs> no, zuma i know I Kim, zuma you're t- talking
1: about it's a great game pac-man
0: championship champion edition it's fucking good it is <laughs> but fuck you because it ate 2 days of my life.
1: And that's a bad thing?
0: No, it was say. great. No, I loved it. I loved it and and we talked about it on the podcast, on the podcast and I went and downloaded it and it's it's so good.
1: <laughs> I told you. But I had
0: to stop playing cuz I injured myself. <laughs> <laughs> I had to Back in
1: the old I remember back in the old days playing Nintendo like you get, get Nintendo the thumb? thumb. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. And
0: I had not gotten the thumb. Do you
1: know what I did? You know, you know what I used to do? My, my fix was to like wrap my thumb and tape and gauze like to cushion it <laughs> because I had to continue playing. Like I absolutely had to keep oh, playing. Oh
0: man, like when I played <laughs> Super Star Wars on Super Nintendo. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> you know, there is a Star Wars game that I actually enjoy that a lot of people pee pee all over, and that's uh, Masters of Terras Kasi because you get to What?
0: <laughs> I like Star Wars, but what I it sounded like you started speaking French.
1: <laughs> it's called Masters bonjour. of bonjour <laughs> You're not so gonna try to speak French again, are you? Yeah, let's that was speak so
0: breath. tragic when you did that. <laughs> it was so tragic because you didn't know what I was saying. I was fine. Yeah, you, yeah, right. You were you, fine. You 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 didn't believe that. O jour d'hui, because Au you're a-doui. saying it wrong. O jour d'hui, o jour d'hui, o jour jour I have no idea what we're uh, just talking about. <laughs> no, I think I think that I I think that the the problem is is that Star Trek is. Um, a multifaceted show, and I think that's a huge thing that makes it hard to make a game out of it because
1: it does. But that was that's what would make it so fucking epic. Well, th- if they really. I don't if think they did it.
0: I don't think you do an epic Star Trek show. I th- a game. I think that I think the games that have worked well are games that have decided to focus on one aspect of the show, whether it be a first-person shooter or a turn-based uh, turn-based space strategy game, or um, really, or or a real-time. Armada fleet strategy game. I think that, that when you could... Or it could work the way that you said too. It could work that you're exploring. You're Kirk and you're exploring. There's some space a little. But if it just... When the games that focused on one part were really successful because I think the thing is that Star Trek is incongruous with itself. I think the fact is that Star Trek has to be... Let's use Next Gen because you and I both speak that language. Mm. right? The Borg battle. Mm-hmm. It is also... The Inner Light, where Picard lives somebody else's life. It is also the Robin Hood episode. Mm-hmm. It is also the epic final episode of, of Star Trek: The Next Generation. It is also Beverly has sex with a candle. You know, it's, it's
1: <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. That, like that's why that's I think a, that if you did it in a you know largely, I- if you did it as an, an an RPG action game,
0: I'm growling into the mic. By the way, I didn't mean to. I'm like I, <clears throat> I'm clearing my throat, and so I went. <sighs> <I'm> like, <laughs> You go back, go back like forty five seconds here.
1: That's dirty. I got
0: to pull my mouth away from the mic when I'm not talking. Go.
1: Because you make lewd noises when you don't. <laughs> 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 um, but that's why I think that would be the way to go with it because I think that that formula will fit all of those situations that you just described.
0: Yeah, and I just feel like it would be it would be too esoteric for your for your casual gamer and i oh, think it's
1: absolutely not a casual gamers game
0: well that's the thing is that it would be too expensive it's not going to be a call of duty i mean it's not duty
1: <laughs> but i'm saying <laughs> the, the mass effect wouldn't game be, wouldn't it be awesome if they
0: become it with a call of duty a new Call of, duty, it just starts off and it was a call of duty <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen and they have to like shoot farts at one <laughs> another
1: you know what, That sh- you know you should go ahead and make that suggestion and maybe they'll do that Let's see how that goes. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. Now what there might be is like a mod that would yeah. like, turn one of the be funny. the multiplayer matches into that. <laughs> like like back in the days of uh, the N64 with the Golden Gun. Oh, yeah. You know, it would be so... Every, it, I never or, had Or N- all melee. It that's would be, a game, it would that's be a the game system
0: I skipped. I skipped N64. Oh, yeah? And I, I kind of am sad that I never played Super Mario 64. Because Man. it was, it, like, it was a game changer. Like, it was the first 3D game that lots of people played. Yeah, it was good. Um, so let's jump, let's jump the tracks and go to our favorite guy, Q.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, uh-huh.
0: Q. Um, so let's, let's talk originally about how Q came to be. Because Q was a B story because they wanted to, because uh, Roddenberry wanted Star Trek The Next Generation to start with a one-hour pilot. And Paramount said, No, we want to start it with a two hour pilot. And he said, No, I want to make it about this place where um where it grants your wishes and it will be called uh it'll be called Farpoint Station and that'll be you know, that's what I want it to be about. And Paramount said, No, we need something else, come up with a different uh story. So what he came up with was Q, but Q is the B story that he never wanted to do. Um Huh. And it just so happened that that it that that was of the two that's the one that uh that took off um so uh so that's how Q is introduced um what like do you remember the pilot episode do you remember encounter of Farpoint?
1: yeah i remember encounter of um what i mean i don't i don't remember every little detail like if you wanted to read a little synopsis synopsis
0: um <laughs> not not that i would be looking at Wikipedia while we speak but <laughs> I will say that <laughs> Q- <laughs> no
1: certainly mm-hmm. not no
0: um I will say that Q is mischievous threatening purportedly omnipotent being who has taken an interest in humans. (laughs) Q's power is thus far limited only in that he cannot overcome others in the Q continuum. He can't seemingly stop death, create life, travel through time, stop time, multitask, create multiple versions of himself and create entire worlds effortlessly. He can change a person's mind or make them take any action. Um,
1: Wow, that was a lot of information. There's more. I've got I've just
0: got pages and pages uh, here. Um, I would say that. Oh, uh, I
1: thought that you were just you were just saying that stuff. No, 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 no no,
0: stuff. no, 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 no. I had that <laughs> memorized. I'm not looking at my iPad. <laughs> not um, at all. So let's talk first about um, about kind of the introduction of Q and and how in the pilot episode he is not that funny. He's kind of menacing. He's kind of yeah. He's a
1: little bit scary.
0: Um, he does some funny stuff. He does do the costume thing. He does mm, put he does. himself into Starfleet uniform. But he's
1: more uh, the way he behaves. It's like the things that he can do are more a you're you're not used to seeing that, but b it's grimmer.
0: And he's not he's not painting such broad comedic strokes, which he yeah eventually gets silly. Um, on Voyager by 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 Voyager he gets ridiculous and silly, um, and yet also more human, which is interesting. Hmm. Um. But at first he was a real threat. The idea was that we were traveling too far mm-hmm. and and that we weren't ready for what was coming um, and that we have that, that we should be stopped and we should be a barrier should be placed on what we could do. Um, but what was really interesting about the character to start with is that you had this character of Picard who is supposed to be yes yeah, here look, listen to that that's awesome. Um, <laughs> you had this character of Picard, who <laughs> was supposed to be kind of, by de- definition, unflappable. That's awesome. Speaking of unflappable, your bag of popcorn is my cue. Cue to my Picard. Your bag of popcorn. <laughs> hello, he- hello, cue. So it's crunch, crunch, crunch. No cue. You can't do that. Fine. You win. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. But what was neat was that you had this captain that was, you know, by his nature was so serious and unflappable and, and, and you know, serious minded. And in the very first episode, you see him defeated in that by a guy who can just do whatever he wants. Um and it's really interesting that that they would put him up against that. And I think that what, what was the greatest thing was Q's ability to be um, flamboyant and also to be unpredictable versus Picard's complete predictability. That Picard was, really? Really? You're just going to eat the popcorn? Really? Can you please participate? You're like, oh, we're talking about video games? Yeah, sure. I'll talk all what? Time to talk about Q. Crunchy, 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 crunch. Goodness gracious. You're worse than me. You're talking about Q. What's wrong? So I, okay. So five minutes go. <laughs> I've been talking for five minutes, homie.
1: It has not been It has not been I, five I have like crumbs left.
0: Sorry about the whole thing. And now I'm thing. trying to
1: be all like, quiet about it because you were all wah.
0: I wasn't wah. I was just. Oh, you were wah. I wasn't very wah. I, I, you were super wah. I don't think it was wah. Well. Um. <laughs> So if you we look up
1: Wan in the dictionary. There's a picture <laughs> of you. Look him up on Wikipedia. Hold on. Do it. Do it.
0: Oh look, there I am. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: Wait, I think Q's coming back.
0: Um. So.
1: Oh come on. <laughs> For the love of Pete. <laughs> no, there's still some left. <laughs> okay. You know what? You're
0: cleaning that up. I of course I miss my house.
1: Do you want to get ants? Because that's how you get ants. I have ants already in the <laughs> house. Um, oh, Mr. A got that reference. That's totally from Archer.
0: Um, so, uh, so Captain Archer.
1: Uh, no, the the show. Archer. I don't want to Archer. Um, but you should.
0: Um, so you have uh, you have Q introducing that way. In the next episode, he starts to be a little funny. Still grim. But the next time we see him, he uh offers Riker um the power of the Q. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That was uh, it was a weird episode because there were weird pig people, and it's the first time you see Q create like this entire scenario, and he's really testing. He doesn't really go against Picard very much in that episode. It's him and Riker. But what is interesting in that episode was when Q is frustrated by Picard when Picard starts quoting Shakespeare at him, and you know he's like he starts quoting Ham- Hamlet, and he's like you know imperfection, how like a god, you know miss, you know miss quoting that there but he's it's pretty amazing and and q like sort of retreats and then i think you have the defining uh episode the first defining episode with q which wait you,
1: since you stole my popcorn
0: yeah
1: <clears throat> i'm gonna say something
0: really because that's what i've been wanting you to do it's a podcast <laughs> that's your job <laughs> that's what you're here to do i love hanging out with you but like that's what you're here oh to do oh my
1: gosh you act like I totally abandoned you. I ate a few kernels of popcorn, you big I, ninny. Look,
0: I, I've i been talking forever without you. I've been like- Oh my Whoa, gosh, Whoa, and yet
1: whenever you do that all on your own, when there's no popcorn to distract you, you'll just keep going and going oh like the God. Energizer Bunny.
0: I did not in- I did an interview today with uh, with um, independent film critic for uh, vampires, for uh-huh. Ninja's, Ninja's, Ninja's Vampires, and I got to the end of it and I looked at my phone and I had been talking for like an hour and 20 minutes, uh-huh. and I ended the interview and I go, by well, the way, inter- the independent film critic Dot .com this guy was really nice and hopefully he writes, he wrote a nice review and hopefully he writes a nice interview um anyway I was talking to him and he uh, and the
1: interview would consist of and Justin said this and then it'll just be like three pages well of that's what, what he said <laughs> I got
0: to the end of the interview we had a really good talk we had like a really good time
1: it was a great Justin loves uh, yeah. it when he talks the uh, whole time well, that's and he just listen. it was a great conversation I even <laughs>
0: admitted to him I even admitted to him that like look uh, that as a fault I talk too much and that's why it's good that I do a, a podcast but like in general I do as well and, <laughs> and I admitted that to him and I got to the end and I was like well hopefully hopefully you have some stuff there you can use and he goes he goes, the fact is I have more than enough to use. The problem is going to be siphoning out the stuff that I can't use because I've got so much now. <laughs> he, would like, he would like ask a question. He'd, like, he'd, go, he'd go, I love that you guys are doing such good PR for the movie and you set up a good social network. And I went off for 20 minutes about how great Daniel Ross is at doing that and how it's so important to build a team and how my team can. <laughs> and I like realized I talked for 10 minutes and like I got to the end of the conversation I ended it. And he was real. Like The guy did nothing wrong. It was perfectly wonderfully nice and probably the nicest interview i've ever had but i did end it going "fuck," <laughs> like going like i'm self-conscious enough as it is and i'm just going like oh no i did it again i went <laughs> into t- i talked to kelly She was like you're on the phone a long time it's <laughs> like i hey, know i didn't mean to be it wasn't what i
1: wanted to do but i did oh. so really what you're trying to tell me is that I should just always bring popcorn so that no. we just talk and talk and talk. No, and then I make And then I make little noises, then you'll let me talk. No, I wouldn't Because it'll bring talk. it to your twitch.
0: <laughs> You're so mean. You're so mean. I take so much shit from you. You do. Uh, I do. You do. It's okay. <laughs> um, so what I wanted to say <laughs>
1: was don't have a touch my fucking popcorn again. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> you have popcorn left.
0: Listen. I gave you rugula. That's true. You did. It was really good. And it was tasty. What did um, I give you last time that you really liked? I gave you... I gave... Or Mr. A liked it last time. What did I give you last time? Maybe, fuck if I know. It was like a drink. Oh, it was the orange stuff. Oh, the orange stuff. The orange stuff was also good. But I also gave you some food last time that you like hadn't had before that you liked.
1: Uh, I don't, I don't remember. So. No, because last time Paul was here, right? Well, at least at
0: least now you've been introduced to Rugula is good. This is true. So, go on.
1: Um, so, in that episode... Something that always kind of gave me issue was which episode we the, the the one where where he's going to give the power of the Q to Riker. Yeah. When Oops. Riker is giving people stuff. Yeah. And like they don't want Wesley.
0: it. Grown up Wesley. Grown up Wesley. I love by the way.
1: Oh yeah, no. But they don't want it and like he's not abusing the powers at that point he's he's helping. Like and, and, yeah. I always had a little bit of trouble with that. Like what's the problem? Like he ha- he hasn't been like corrupted yet. Like I just I th- I feel like there could have been a more effective way to do yeah, that. Yeah, but
0: he was starting to be he was like calling Picard Jean-Luc and he was I felt like that leap was made a little fast. Yeah. But I mean, they only have, you know, 44 46 True minutes that. to tell the story. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the episode is flawed. The deal with Tasha being the in the penalty box is weird. Grown up grown up Wesley is weird. <laughs> you, know, you know, like we, look at Will Wheaton. Which is now. funny, I know
1: Will Wheaton looks nothing like no, that dude. He's not more, even a little bit. He's
0: more awesome than that dude, though. Will no, Wheaton, absolutely. Will Wheaton is, you know what's interesting is that you would never imagine that Will Wheaton would end up being the most awesome guy in next gen. Like that that, that <laughs> Brett Spiner would be a douchebag and that and that, you know, I told you how he was kind of a douchebag to me that one time. Um but how uh Brent Spiner was was a little less than friendly and has been you know you, then you go to to Will Wheaton and he's just cool. Yeah? He's just kind of awesome sauce. So, um
1: I know I love watching him on the guild.
0: Oh, and he's like he was the first celebrity blogger. he was the first oh. time that a celebrity like kind of went on and just was like here are my thoughts. And he's like look at look at him on on Twitter. He's got like a billion followers. He's Oh, yeah, wow. Cuz he's just interesting. He's an interesting guy. Um uh so the next time you see him I think is the is sort of the the, the first of two major defining moments for him it's when he it's uh Q who when he introduces the borg and it's where you realize that he can be dangerous when he snaps his fingers and sends the enterprise to the other side of the galaxy and they meet the borg and the borg almost destroy them and Picard has to like admit i need you Q help me i need you And Q's like suck it you need me Suck this This is my cue Suck it This is like You know how a cue is a circle With a little line Sticking through it This is my line Suck it And that's what That's what he said That's what I remember Happening that's, to him. That's what you remember That's the dialogue You recall And then Picard Sucked him off And I was like What is
1: this doing On Star Trek And then you were like What the fuck What did this turn into A porto and, I, and it's like 1988 And I'm like 13
0: I'm like I don't know What this means <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but he's touching his (laughs) pee-pee. I couldn't believe that happened in that episode.
1: And then I took out my pee-pee, and it was like... (laughs) No, it was inappropriate, and I thought
0: that it was... I I don't... Stop it. I thought I don't condone... I don't condone that at all. You don't condone pee-pee touching on all television. Right, that's <laughs> enough. That's enough. <laughs> that's what you
1: get for Sorry. talking about, about touching on, t- <laughs> on TV.
0: That's what happens. <laughs> the second defining episode of the Q um, of Q is, I feel like the episode that comes right after, which is the one where the Q, where the Q where Q loses his powers. Oh, that's a great um, one. Because like the one. first time Q is truly funny. Yeah. Um, i want to jump back to q who real quick there's a moment in q who i felt was never played out than i wished was that they meet in 10 forward and they're all there to talk and q is being all ominous and stuff and gynan steps out from behind the bar and she knows q and q goes this woman's far more dangerous than me and he goes i could get rid of her for you and he raises his hand up and gynan puts up her hands into like a pose like she can stop him Oh yeah yeah yeah. And they never they never explained that. They never explained that shit. That's fucked like, up, right? Fuck, she can she can beat Q. Yeah. Like Q could like like as if he was going to attack and she had a defense against Q. It was really interesting.
1: The fact that she knew him at
0: all is interesting. Well, not just knew him, but then when she was, ge- he was going to do something. No, no, I know. She but, was but ready but I'm saying, for like, it.
1: They, th- that's some shit they totally should have talked about. Because like, Q's
0: powers have never been like thwarted. Oh, yeah, by no. anyone who's not a Q. Uh huh. And there she is. She's like, voila. Like she's in like, diff- I'm ready. Bring it, bitch. Yeah, a little bit, and it was really interesting. And they never played it out. And I wish I had heard more about more about it. Um, but agreed. When, next episode when he loses his powers. Um, What's interesting about it is that it's the first time Q gets to be really funny. And that's when they, they nailed it for me is when Oh he, yeah. Like, you know, just line after line after line where he talks about like getting tired. He's like, I I grew weary. My eyes grew heavy. I I lost consciousness.
1: <laughs> yes. Was he's like, so yeah. cute in that. Episode. And then <laughs> and then when he's when he's behind
0: when he's behind the horse wheel he go, This is getting in my nerves now that I have them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, he is so cute. Uh, and when he uh, is at the end, and he has the mariachi band at the end, it makes Data laugh, and 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 just line after line after line. You just change the gravitational quotient of the universe. We can't do that. Oh, never mind. <laughs> 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 and that's where I feel like Q was finally totally defined, and that's the Q that you know throughout the entire rest of the series. The yeah. the prankster, the like like Mister Mixelplick from Superman. You know, he just could kind of do anything. Sorry. <laughs> 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 like Mr. Who like 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 what the, the the big Magoo from uh from the Flintstones, the Aladdin's genie. You know, the guy who could do anything that you wish for. Um and it was just a trickster. And I like I like that, that that's who he was. Um we see him what's the next time? I think the next time you see him after that is uh is the Robin Hood episode. Mm. which is awesome which is awesome on its own Worf is so funny oh yeah you know that my not and everyone wants to quote where he goes you know I protest I'm not a merry man it's not my favorite Worf, Worf moment in the episode my favorite Worf moment in that episode is when Jordy is playing the lute mm-hmm. and the bring 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 and Worf just walks calmly up to him picks it up gently out of his hand smashes it <laughs> gives it back to him and goes sorry <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do love me some wood. Oh, like and I'm, so I'm great. I just finished watching um the Deep Space Nine episode when they go to RISA.
0: Oh, that's a really good episode.
1: And there's like it's great because there's so much tension with him and Dax and mm. and Worf, you know Big
0: Bashir episode too.
1: I mean Yes. With, and no. Lita. with Lita. I mean a little bit. And he is sexy. And he, he is. is wearing bright colours. And I love well, both those things. So I was like, oh, Hi. <laughs> you know, as though he could hear me. Wow. Um, anyway. You're like,
0: can I call you Dr. Butt Shear? Uh,
1: no, because that doesn't sound sexy at or all. Or shear his butt. See, obviously you do not know how to woo a man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he has an immaculate ass, so you can just stop.
0: He is a doctor.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's got a tight little, I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying is you wouldn't leave him for Rom. <laughs>
1: Fuck no. Are you kidding? Rom is actually kind of cute. Don't get me wrong. and I think hello, it's brother. very sweet.
0: Oh, uh, hello. <laughs>
1: that's actually a pretty good Rom. Brother. <laughs> brother. Oh, Moogie. Moogie. Rom is so great. I love him. I, I, I oh, actually love God. that tiny, you know, big titty chick, you know, Dabo girl is into Lita. Him.
0: Lita. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, I dig that. Like, I think that's really cute. Oh,
0: I love her and Lita. I love Rom and Lita She's a lot. cute. She's really adorable. She's really wonderful. She's actually in Star Trek Online. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah? The character? Chase Masterson, yeah, a, a holographic version of her.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: No, she's awesome. Rom, I love Rom. I do, is
1: too. And I, I mean, I would not. I definitely would Hello, not. Oh,
0: brother. <laughs> I definitely
1: would not leave <laughs> Bashir's bed to get into Rom's. But What I, what I love about <laughs> Rom,
0: I mean, just a side note, but the actor, uh, Max Grodenshick, who does Rom, just, like, is so... Remember, I said at the beginning how everybody changes, and when you first meet Rob, he's very scheming. He's very much like a Ferengi, and he eventually decided to completely play against type and go. You know what? It's boring to play a regular Ferengi. Well, and it's I already w-
1: been—it's already covered. Do you know? Like,
0: yeah, but he was doing it too. He was just kind of a Ferengi un- underling, and the way—even the tone of his voice—is so different. He's like now he makes such brave acting choices.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> just, he's just so brave, and i I really, really appreciate his performance, um,
1: but i I just having just watched that episode, I was um just like you see so you get such insight into Worf. yo, oh, yeah, in that episode, um, and he does some shit that is so not wharf like or occurs yeah. that way in the moment, like what he's and helping these bad like these these radicals these you know what I mean like even if he agrees with them like he knows that what they're doing and how they're going about it is
0: wrong like and he's usually so and they re- they retcon Warf a little bit in the episode too they're kind of like and this major thing happened in Warf's life that you never heard about with a soccer match and. You know. But
1: I think it's great because it makes sense that you never would have heard about it before. and That the first time you would hear yeah. about it is in this really intimate talk with a woman that he loves. Yeah, well, and I think you know?
0: the Wharf and Dax relationship is so cool. I love it. I love it. It's so it's I just really like it a lot.
1: And it's great because it like that. I really felt like there's, you know, several moments where it was like I thought he was just going to like break up with her. Oh, yeah. Like, what could he do? Like, because you can tell he cares about her. I love when she woos him you know when she's just like at least he knows a good thing when he sees it when it's right in front of his like, and she's yeah. like i mean she's being so oh, when blamed. he's when he's in love with yeah. grilka by and the way, the so fact that fucking
0: call, oblivious can i have just a little bit of credit for being able to call out the name grilka it's like, a great name grilka thank you i just just i love the show i think that like again watching next gen now is hard for me because it's so two-dimensional by comparison now i go back to next gen i'm just like every episode is self-contained it doesn't really grow or change very much whereas ds9 it's like you can really get into the characters because
1: yeah like i mean in the, the i think i just are I don't you not know, this it? episode or was maybe the next episode where um now I'm, I'm like partway through another episode and in the beginning um it's uh jake moving out for the first time oh yeah and like it's it's you know what i mean like he is a really good son you know he's not yeah. you know he's being cool about he's it He's real but like his dad is like listen you know when this is you you're gonna get this okay I'm, I'm upset oh my about gosh. it it's you know like, what and then you know
0: yeah and, and yeah
1: and, and it's just it's cool that he's moving out and he's going on his own and like I remember like you know what I mean them getting there and him being you know just sort of Jake and now he's kind of like like you can see that he's kind of a little man now you know oh, I mean? yeah
0: well I mean it's look I I watched those episodes I watched DS9 with my with my child um and and we did we just finished it he watched the final episode with me and it was uh I I have a different experience well it's very interesting you can have a different experience watching it as a father than you did when than I did before I was a father really um and I wonder how my experience will change when I have an adult son. I'll probably watch it again. You know, and go, okay, let me see what it's like now. Yeah. Because my what I'm experiencing when I watch it is different um, than it was when I was you know, 20. Well, because you have different life on. experience now. Yeah, know. it's just... There's I, certain I, things I, that I are going like to like mean
1: more to you now than maybe they didn't at the time because you didn't have
0: again, as much to relate. When I watch... you know, I'll put on Next Gen. There are some great episodes in Next Gen, but DS9, I hope that you're enjoying watching it sort of in the in the linear... Like watching it just in one big chunk oh i'm loving that and i love being able to do, do, that. do you understand now why there's this whole contingent of people to go that ds9 is the best the trek ever got? i can
1: i can absolutely see that and like uh, you know I was, I was talking about it with somebody else um that's in a play with me right now and and he he and i were talking about thor i think and i was like so you know what is your you know your favorite star trek and he was like i have to say deep space nine and like it was, it was just there interesting was to hear somebody else say that. that. It would be, yeah. It was,
0: yeah, but I'm hoping that as you're watching it in a row, you realize what they were doing, and that was sort of the first show that was almost, is before they even had d- DVDs, but it's like it's designed to be watched this way. Yeah. It was like Next Gen and the original series, and even Voyager that came afterward, and Enterprise to a lesser extent, was not designed to be watched this way, but DS9 is one big story.
1: Yeah, it's cool in that that way that it's, you know, I was just talking about somebody else earlier today, like the, there's an episodic nature to it, you know, like you're yeah. getting a self-contained story generally in one episode or two, so it's not like you're left hanging Until and you don't se- know what's happening. Until season six where they okay, just Okay, well, I've not gotten that far, but I'm just saying like at this point, I, it's a good format. Like you still have a sense of completion when it's done. I mean, it's, just, it's like what I love about Buffy. You know, it's what I yeah. loved about Joss's style sure. is that in every episode you're l- learning more about the characters, Your and how they interact with each other. Over. Your little story is over, but there's still something else.
0: But if you missed four or five episodes, you'd be lost. Like if you missed four or five ep- episodes, you go, wait, how did this happen? Yeah. Wait a minute, Lita's with Rom? Yeah. What? You know, uh, it's, you know, the big story keeps getting Although, told. Although, you
1: know, what is interesting is uh, I, I had already seen Trials and Tribulations. Uh-huh. Because it was on when I got the Blu-rays of the original series. Uh-huh. There was like a, a yeah. one of the discs. They had like every yep. single triple episode. I have that too. Um, and so I had never seen that episode before. And I watched it because it was on there, right? And I was intrigued by it. Did interested. you
0: just hit it again?
1: Yes, I just hit it again. And what's interesting to me about that is that I did not know when I saw it the first time that Odo was no longer a shapeshifter. And because it does not come up in that episode like i i wasn't ruined like even though i had seen that episode out of sequence what a
0: funny episode too what a uh, great episode that is
1: i love that episode
0: that what (laughs) what
1: (laughs) yes he's sleep talking that's awesome what what about dark Knight? (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna be so mad at me don't be no don't
0: be mad mystery he's on he's on the internet forever and he he just offered offered like pop culture a reference. He just said, "I think Dark Knight Dark Knight is a really good sequel." Why
1: is it a good
0: sequel, man? And he's out again. Let's just let him sleep. Anyway, Q. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, the 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 Robin Hood episode is 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 really good. And then, um, I don't think you see Q in season four. I think he disappears for a whole season. And I, I'm trying to think of the next time you see him, and I might be wrong. Um, you see him on DS9 in season six. I'm trying to remember my Q episodes. Um, is the next time you see Q is that the one with the Olivia, Olivia Diabo, where there's a the the young the woman young woman who's also a Q, the daughter of two Q, who has the Q powers, and his job is to come assess her and decide whether or not to kill her. And she's in love with Riker and makes Riker love her and stuff. Um, what am I saying? I don't iP- know if
1: that's the next one, but... I have an iPad on my lap. Yeah, I wasn't certain why you were you were so intent on...
0: Um, okay, you- yeah, so that was uh, Cupid. The next one's True Q. Um, that's that one. And then, and that's, you know, it's a throwaway. It's a good episode, but a throwaway. It's a good episode. But then you get to Tapestry, which is so great, where Picard dies. And I love, they have a scene, he dies, it's called Tapestry, and so I didn't know, all the, all the other Q episodes have like the word Q in them, and so he dies, and I don't know what's happening, happening, and I go, Picard dies, then Picard's in heaven, and he's walking through heaven, and there's this figure, this angelic figure reaching out his <laughs> hand, and, and he, Picard, Picard reaches <laughs> out his hand too, like, I'm here, I'm in heaven. And it's Q and they go, Welcome to the afterlife, Jean Luc. You're dead.
2: I was <laughs> like, What? And I
0: just it, it tickled me so much. And through the episode, the episode's great, and I'm sure maybe we'll hit the episode one day. I don't want to talk about all the ramifications for for Picard and stuff. But the um uh just so many great moments where is there a Jean luc Pickard? <laughs> you know? And and when and when Picard is, is going to meet a, a a woman named Penny at the bar and he's like, You're you're a you're a handsome woman. She goes, handsome, that's what you say to an old to an old woman. She splashes a cup of water in his face and Q comes up as the bartender cleaning glasses. goes, Penny for your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, it's the whole episode is about Picard getting impaled and how he lost his heart and right. how he's in an artificial heart. And after Picard tells him the story, he goes, Get you right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, Q is never more subtle or funnier than he is in that episode. Um And he's awesome. He's um, full of goodness in it. Uh, and then you get to all good things, which is great. He's funny. He's dark again like he was at the beginning. He's got some serious stuff that he does. He is the amalgam of all the cues that you've seen him be. And I feel like he's so perfect. And he's Picard's friend almost in all good things. And it's he's his adversary and his friend. There's this respect they have at the end of the episode. That's the final episode of Next Gen. And when you see Picard go out there and show, he's shown by Q the origin of humanity. And Q actually helps Picard not destroy humanity and then just go see you out there at the end. And he's dressed like he was when you met him in the original episode. It's so cool. Mm. It's just so, like, John DeLancey does such a good job pulling it together. Um, It's worth noting, we've talked about it before, his appearance on Deep Space Nine. Uh, Q-less, which I think is a terrible episode. I
1: ridiculous. like it because I love Q. I don't um, care.
0: On Voyager, he appears in three episodes. Uh,
1: I never saw a Voyager episode with him in
0: it. Uh, Death Wish is a great episode. It's an episode where there's a Q, another Q, who wants to commit suicide because he's been, he's bored. He's, oh, wow. Okay. He's been through the afterlife. He's been through everything. He's been through eternity. Wait, wait, wait. wait.
1: If he's been through the afterlife, he's been dead, so what's the point? No, he's
0: been through everything. He's been through eternity. He's been... Nothing ever changes for him, and he's just tired of being alive. Hmm. He's been alive for millennia, and he doesn't want to anymore, and he's trying to commit suicide, and Q won't let him. And it's really interesting because Voyager has this problem where Q has the the ability to solve Voyager. So every episode that Q's on Voyager, they have to address... Why he doesn't. Why he doesn't send them home. And they do every time. It's interesting to note that I think it was on The Young and the Restless that both Kate, Kate Mulgrew and John DeLancey were together. Really? Um, opposite each other on the show. So getting them together was important to both of them. Oh, cool. Um, the Q in the gray is great because it shows a Q civil war um, where the Q are battling other Q. They, oh, wow. They do have an episode. I don't want to spoil too much for you since you haven't seen it, but they do have an episode of, of Voyager where they show... The Q Continuum as um, a, dusty, a dusty road in a Midwest American town in the 1920s. And the Q are just sitting around bored on, <laughs> like, on like rocking chairs playing a pinball game that just is called the universe. <laughs> um, That's and that, awesome. And that some Q are fighting for the right to die. Um, and there's an episode where he wants to mate with Janeway, which is pretty funny. Nice. Um, and then where where you do I get meet, behind that? Does he get to mate with her? You do I meet a totally you do meet a female her. Q, which is great. Where she goes, where he Q is offering Janeway a puppy to try to court her, and he goes he goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes The female Janeway shows up, and she's played by Susie Plaxon, who's wonderful. She played uh, she played Kalar Worf's first wife in Next Gen. hmm. Uh the 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 mother of Alexander. Oh okay. Um, so she's got kind of that smarmy, you know, smarminess <laughs> to her, and she goes up, she goes, she goes, step, step away from that mongrel, and I'm not talking about the puppy. Oh. <laughs> just. Um, but it's just it's it's interesting, and then finally you meet Q's son, uh, who's actually played by John Delancey's son. Oh, how cool! And it's really cool. Um, I also want to note he's been in other incarnations, but there is a novel called Q Squared, that says that Trelane from the original series, from the Squire of Gothos, mm-hmm. the Kirk meets a very Q-like entity, oh, yeah. is actually the son of Q. From next gen. Of Q? Yeah, he's Q's son. And Q's wayward son, that Q is eventually in that in that book. Uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, he's forced to kill. He kills Trelane. Oh, the, wow. With Picard's help, he kills Trelane. And then at the end, you learn that that Trelane was his son. But he had to kill him because he was too... He
1: was out of control. He was
0: out of control. And so that's... At the end of that episode, you hear Trelane's parents like call him, you know, stop doing these Yeah, yeah, t-. And that was evidently, that was Q. and oh, the continu- I see. And the continuum gets very upset with Trelane because Trelane does stuff to Picard and then Q. It's called Q Squared. It's an amazing book. Um, and it also has Jack Crusher. It has a third universe it has the dark universe and then it also has a third universe where jack Crusher never died mm. um and they all kind of meet together because Trelane's messing with all of them and I Q, feel like you've mentioned this before. it's really good and it's it's got a heartbreaking scene in it and it's probably the best star trek novel i've ever read
1: really I, the only one i ever read was was one that was actually written by um the shatner
0: Oh, I, re- I read a few of those, and I've listened to audiobooks a few of those. they were pretty cool.
1: Um, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Like, I there was some sort of uh, weird entity in it, and it was cool, though, because it was like, you know, Janeway was in it. And, yeah, he, and he loved doing it. That. And, like, and he, you know, he did a very good job, I felt, of um characters. Well, let's be clear. He
0: didn't write the books. Oh, okay. It was written, it was co-written, ghost-written at first, then co-written by a bunch of people. Oh, okay. Um, those people became writers on Enterprise on the fourth season when Enterprise got really good.
1: Oh, interesting! Yeah,
0: they actually got some of the novelists to come in to be the new blood, mm-hmm. who are the t- new blood TV writers who have been writing Star Trek this whole time, <laughs> and it and it created some really great episodes. Fourth season of Enterprise is on its own is a really good, really good thing to check out. Um, and that's it for Q. Man, he was awesome. I love like Q. Um, so why we hit a lot. DS9, video games, Thor, Q. Man, you got this episode for free. You got a, an hour and seven minutes now of awesomeness from <laughs> us. So listen, um, uh, we're on the Nlight Podcast Network. Go to nlightpodcast.com. You can uh, check out Pop Off, um, which is our pop culture cod- podcast. You can cod past.
1: I was going to codpiece.
0: You can listen to, uh, I host that with other people. Um, and his codpiece. You can also listen to The Hot Mess with Phil Stamper, who's awesome. The Suck Cast with Corey and Dan being funny and being crass and over the top. Um, and Ninjas Versus You, where you can listen to uh, just an archive of what it was like to make the Ninjas Versus movies. Um, Ninjas Versus Vampires is on sale. Go to ninjasversusvampires.com to check that out. Um, and you can get that there. Reviews are great. You know, we were just... Uh, as of May 9th, it's old news now. But we were on the front page of Fangoria.
1: Oh wow! And we got
0: a really positive review. A really like we were when we heard Fangoria, we we're like, okay, bracing for it. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that they reviewed us—it's hard to get them to review you, and they're gonna tear us apart. And instead, we read it, and they really liked us, and That's they awesome. really liked—they loved. The, we got two and a half out of five skulls for the movie, which granted, the movie's not heavy on horror, so okay. Um, four out of four for the DVD. Four out of four. Wow,
1: that's all. Awesome. That's like a hundred percent. I'm I'm aware that yeah. four out of four is hundred <laughs> percent, but I do appreciate that you broke it down for yeah, me because I am a little bit it. slow sometimes.
0: So ninjasversusvampires.com, If you if you order from them, you get uh, excerpts from all of the Enlight Podcast Network, including this show. We have a free CD that has an excerpt from this show. If you haven't listened to all the old shows, um, thanks for tuning in. My name. Oh J- no no, because I need to tell you something. What? What? No, I, please.
1: Just for the record. Yeah. It's happened. What happened? I got glitter on
0: you finally. Do I have glitter? You do. Where? <laughs> it's on of your face. You've been sitting on the other side of the couch. How do I get glitter on me? <laughs> it's just happened. I, didn't, like, I, I usually give you a hug when I see you, when I first see you. I didn't even do that today. I was like, because hey. you saw
1: all the glitter you were afraid today, weren't you? I've seen
0: glitter on you for or, coming up in four years or No, but now. today
1: was more because I got it all It's over. been nearly
0: four years. It's been, it it's been three and a half years. It has not. We shot. We shot zombies three years ago, if not a little more. Three years.
1: Fuck. Where does time go?
0: It goes into the space-time continuum. Do you
1: managed to go four years then without getting without like being significantly glittered from you. I've just not told you about
0: it. Oh, I see. Yeah, I've had glitter on me a lot. <laughs> are you muffins or are you creamy? I'm muffins. You're muffins.
1: I was the first named. You were. I was. Really? Yeah, because what you didn't know is that so that was my first night right and like i was being a featured extra or whatever and i had didn't know anybody didn't know you didn't know anyone and i'm just hanging out or whatever and i over here and managed to wind up in a conversation with vj and dan and the three of us wrote an entire scene where i was like a whole aspect to your movie that you knew nothing (laughs) about where i was like um his pet zombie like his favorite muffins
0: is that why you're a mortal and we just kill you over and over and over and over and over and <laughs> yes, over and over, apparently. and over
1: again but like there was you're a whole immortal. we wrote a whole scene for for us to that was in part of what you had already written that we were wow. incorporating yeah, it, was That's whole amazing. Thing. it was really funny you have no idea. PJ. i was always
0: scared that was coming off wrong that he was naming people but i think people kind of liked it actually
1: no it was fine yeah. it was great
0: pj pj mcgaw's an awesome gentleman love that man um that's it, man. Uh, I'm Justin.
1: And I'm Alexia.
0: Trek off. Trek off, bitches.
2: Ninjas versus vampires, <laughs> bitches, that's on DVD. Reviewers have called it one of the ten best indie horror films of twenty ten. Ten awesomes, Jason yeah. <laughs> Muse. Basically, what would happen if Brody, uh, Randall, and Jay, from our movies, became ninjas and had to fight vampires? Come on. Dude. Oh. This is available in most DVD stores, Amazon, Walmart, online, etc. But if you order from ninjasversusvampires.com, that's ninjas, N-I-N-J-A-S. And then versus VS and then vampires, V-A-M-P-I-R-E-S dot com. Take you a little extra effort to go to their site, but do it. Buy directly from them, man, because then they keep, get to keep more of it. Uh, while you're there, check out the end, end light podcast network, Endlightpodcast.com dot com with not safe for work uh, content, uh, podcasts about movies and Star Trek. Yeah. Support Kev fans who make movies that Kev would like. Or now we call them Little Musters. Yeah, Little Musters. Let's direct your whole Little Musters army, which mm. is all uh, up to about 12 people over to ninjasversusvampires.com. Yep.